One, two, three. Hello. Hello. What's going on? What's up, Mr. Tom? Oh, my God. This chair. I need to get a rug that goes all the way to the wall or, or just halfway get, across the or room. Just because carpet put down? There's nothing more annoying than when your rolling chair <laughs> is half on carpet and half on wooden floors. Or, or we could just get put carpet put down. Put that. Bring the mic a little closer. You can hear yourself, right? Yeah. Okay, because... I'm, I'm good, man. I did, the, I did the podcast with Shay the other day. And I was, you could hear me good, but I couldn't really, I mean, you could hear her and her voice is soft anyway. Yeah. You're more, you're more manly. I don't think I'm having that problem. No, you're good. Everyone kind of hears me. So what's going on, Dan? Not much. Anything you want to talk about specifically? I've been doing a new diet. (laughs) That's scary. I I might've already talked about it, but it's called Just Supper. All right. Explain. Well, it's pretty self-explanatory. I'm just, just having supper. You're, you're, so you're you're missing the most important meal of the day, like most Americans, which is breakfast. Uh, says who? I don't know. It's just them. They don't. They say breakfast is the most important meal of the if day. If I hear that one more time, I'm going to freaking <laughs> blow my mind out. I mean, it's like that's a, that's a, they say. Oh, they say that breakfast is hey, the I'm most d- important meal. Or now that or you need to eat small meals throughout the day. I'm just a layman, man. You know what it is, honestly. I feel like I've become I've lost my nutritional way. Okay. I'm nutritionally confused. Well, isn't everybody? I think there's just over it's like over information out there. I think if all of us would just eat eat good, eat the right portions, and don't eat past seven o'clock, you're pretty good. Well seven o'clock at night, that is. I think that this is, a, and I, you know me, I'm not well read. I don't read into this stuff. I, I don't, don't study I don't read anything. Yeah, I don't study. This is how I feel. This is how I'm right. feeling. Um, I don't know if my body, if I've evolved into a place through revolution where I deserve so much food. Right. You know, if, so what happens is, you know, if I just feel a little bit hungry, I just, I have food right away. It's right there. There's no, there's no searching for it. There's no hunting, gathering. It's just, oh, food right at my, you know, into my finger. You know, it's right there. And I'm losing the reason why we eat food. You know, if I'm a vehicle, if I'm a, a spiritual being having a human experience that includes this vehicle. Wow, you're getting way too deep for me. But well, but, but but do you kind of understand? I mean, it's like... Um, if I'm hungry, it's because my body needs fuel, right? I need right. energy. Right. I need your, to move. Your body will tell you what it needs. I mean, that's what food is, right? What is food? Food's energy. Food is brain power. Food is body power. It's fuel. Uh, and your body will tell you when you need it. Um, you know, there's a little... It, I, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm not... Uh, I, I eat like a bird. I don't eat a lot. Um, I like doing snacks throughout the day. I don't eat big lunches, big dinners. I just... I eat lunch, I eat dinner, but I don't eat too much. So it's portion control, um, but it's eating the, you know, I'll be the first to say, I am not uh, what you call a healthy eater. I eat pizza, I eat fries, I eat all that stuff, but I don't eat a lot of it. Well, you're one of those guys that tends to eat whatever he wants, eats like a 15-year-old, but doesn't seem to be affected by it, where I, you know, I can't... You can't eat like that. It's on the genes. I was very blessed. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Well, you're blessed if you're, you know, you ideally want to just be a skinny, scrawny guy. 
Oh, really? Ow. I'm not that scrawny. Come no, on, you're man. not scrawny, but you're See, definitely skinny. See these pythons? They're huge. Right. Luckily, you didn't choose bodybuilding as, you know, your career. I'd blow it out of the water, man. Oh, you think oh that's in your God. genes, too? That'd be huge. But, you know, the fact is, is that I, I just feel lost. And so when I started doing this just supper, and one of my weaknesses, I definitely snack so, at night. Wait, let me ask you. Is this like a formalized diet? No. I'm just, uh, okay. So this is like a Tom-created diet. Well, it's... It, it's. I haven't created anything. I just cut out a lot of stuff, like eating everything except for dinner. And you're snacking through the day, right? Nope. Nothing? Nothing. Oh. I go 24 hours before I eat. Dude. So, is, and, and you that's, must crash at like 2 o'clock. So this going. is what my mind, this is how my mind reacted to when I decided this. So I'm like, well, how, how am I going to be able to make it through breakfast? That's the most important meal of the day. I love my little simple that, handful of oatmeal and blueberries. And what about my great lunches? And so, yeah, it was, it was depressing. It was sad. It was like a breakup. But after I've gone through it, and so this past Saturday was one solid week of it, I feel... Terrific. And what I've learned is I eat a lot of food because I'm bored. I eat a lot of food because it, it makes me, it, it's like a relationship. It makes me feel happy. Like, yeah. and I, so what I found is myself like wandering towards like the kitchen or the break room going, uh, you know, yeah, I would snack, but oh yeah, I'm not eating. It's, and I've actually felt just fine. And the, the biggest, the, the, the coolest part of the whole thing is, is that now that I just have supper, mm-hmm. I make sure that it's like really good, you know. Like, like um, Sunday night we went over to Christine's parents. Her father made this turkey with right. stuffing, right. carrots, uh, green beans, peas, mashed potatoes. I had. I'm like, I want what's ever in those peas. I want what's ever in those carrots. Like, whatever nutritional vitamins that 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 thing offers, I want it because it's the only thing I'm going to eat today. So how are, how are you feeling like midday, like one? I one. feel fantastic. Okay. Well, so and then, so this is the other thing is, you know, our body, and I'm not in, you know, I don't, I'm not a doctor, but I know if, like from running, like I can run and then I, they call it like bonking out. Mm-hmm. But just, I just, all of a sudden I just, I, I don't have it. I can't run. The mind goes, the body goes, right. and I have to start walking. And it almost feels like I need to eat something. Yeah. Like, oh, my God, I've, I've, I, I need to eat a snack bar. Right. But if I just wait a few minutes and wait, work through it, all of a sudden it feels like the body starts looking for energy inside me. It like does. it's fed off my stomach or whatever my contents was that I'd eaten the night before. It does. That's and now it starts looking for something else. When you're exercising, you're hitting the wall, and we all, you, you got to get through that one- to two-minute period of the wall. Right. And I, to me, I, to me that's, that to me is where the miracle takes place. And then all of a sudden you're like, wow, this feels great. Right. And you start feeding on your, you know, the body is to hold fat. It gets rid of that fat. Right. And that's when you start burning fat. Yeah. So what, what happens for a week and a half into this, what it seems to be happening is I'm, if, let's say 500 years ago, you know, you get up in the morning and we don't have Wawa or we don't have Giant. We have to get some food. Yeah. Got to gather some food. and gather. So we start our day. We're gathering. We're collecting, you know. But by the end of the day, we finally get everything together and we cook it and we eat it. Um, but throughout the day, I guess I'm just kind of living on my reserves. Yep. Or I'm just not that hungry. I'm just not doing that much that requires as much fuel 
is that I would typically give it. Right. I'm not saying this is for everybody. I'm not saying that, that this really what for me what it's been is about trying to figure out where I'm at in my relationship to fuel my food. Right. Right. And um, it's been kind of cool. I've I've really enjoyed it. Last night we made or I made um, we had pork chops. Yeah. I made some vegetables. I made broccoli and green beans, and we had mashed potatoes again. No applesauce. We didn't have applesauce, oh. but we I made gravy. And the other kind of cool thing is is that. You know, we had dinner, and then I had a little bowl of ice cream and had a couple cookies. I don't feel bad about the ice cream and cookies because, really, all, all in all, it was probably about a 1,500-calorie meal. Right, right. And, you know, I woke up this morning, and I've, since I've started this, I've gotten up in the morning and run five miles, like with James or with Gavin, and felt fine. Where That would have been a, 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 a time for me to, I need to eat because I've just finished running. You know, this is this demands food, and it's not. It's just not the case, for, yeah. at least for me. Well, I think everyone's body reacts different. I mean, I know when I exercise, I, I'm actually the, the hunger is the last thing on my mind. I just want to replenish fluids, right. um, and I'll spend the next two hours just drinking fluids, and then uh, two to three hours after that, then I'll be hungry, and I'll be really hungry because um, then my body's craving those calories back. So. Um, but everyone's different, you yeah. know, to each their own. It's, um, I, we always know that there's an emotional connection between food and ourselves. Uh, it's, it's habitual. I and, mean, some, for some people. And they just wh- get in the habit of eating. And when I decided that I will no longer be eating breakfast yeah. or lunch, it was sad. <laughs> I mean, really, it was sad. You know, Christine and I always meet for lunch. Like, today, today's my day off. We usually meet on Wednesdays. Go to Arby's. Yuck. A little something, something. All right. You I don't like Arby's? Not really. Uh, we, or we go to arenas. Right, that's fine. You like arenas? Yeah, I'll, do, I'll eat a Dunkin' all day. Yeah, so but that, that's that's one thing I'm going through. What, what what are you going through? How's the kids? Kids are great. Kids are awesome. Um, yeah. You know, you know this 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 podcast is called Rehoboth Social, and it's really about um, you know living in Rehoboth. That's what. I, yeah, Let, let's talk about because obviously I know you're doing this podcast. Um, you know, I I know obviously the app Rehoboth Social. Yep. Um, I think a, a lot, uh, I'm assuming this podcast is going to be more relative to Rehoboth and the surrounding area. Yep. It's about um, your journey, what you do. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously sports are starting up. So um, my daughter Ella has uh, soccer tryouts. Is Cape Henlopen soccer starting this? I, I think Kathleen told me that it's starting this week. Sign yep. up. Well, um, school tryouts, um, Ella's at Beacon Middle. Right. So a lot of the tryouts are this week. Okay. Unfortunately, the weather is not helping us because it's like 24 degrees out. Um, they had yesterday, um, and I think it's canceled today. So, but anyway, so uh, big. You know, that's a big deal. Big uh, soccer day. Big, big deal. A lot of pressure because this is when it starts counting. You know, you, you actually have tryouts. You have to make the team. Um, and uh, but she's taking it on like a champ, which. Um, is is good. A lot of kids. Uh, I was shocked how many kids in the Cape area are trying out for sports. Apparently, she said there's like 90 kids out for track, which is that's huge. Um, I must have seen when I picked her up yesterday. Um, I want to say there was at least 30, 40 girls out there trying out for soccer. Um, so that's a good sign for this area. I mean, that we have all these kids participating in sports. Um, you know, keeping them busy. It, it, 
you know, we can delve into the, the conversation of social media and electronics and all that, but it's good to see all these kids in sports and not, you know, sitting there on their phones or, or well, playing Xbox or whatever. Well, and I was just going to say, my kids have no interest in sports. But and they've not been just playing, sports. And they want to play uh, Minecraft. But not just sports, <laughs> whether it's arts, whether it's, yeah. you know, whatever, because Ella loves doing theater and stuff like that also. But um, whatever it is, extracurricular activity other than <laughs> Xbox, um, you know, and then on the flip side, we have my, my son who's six, who I can't get him off the iPad. So, right. so he's, uh, but T-ball's coming, so we'll get him out of the house. Hopefully this weather breaks, you know. That's, yeah, I uh, think the, it, electronics are weird. Uh, it seems like my thought, my feelings really on it have changed a little bit. I mean, my kids do good in school. You know, it's hard, it's hard to... It, Find other things. I mean, yeah, sports are great. Sam, for some reason, has a lot of anxiety with people. And we were, in fact, I just had the conversation with him last night about, you know, he wants to join soccer. But as it gets closer, he becomes, the anxiety freaks him out. And then last night he says, I think I'm going to skip soccer and I'm going to do it next year. And I'm Mm -hmm. like, Sam, come on, let's, you know, let's get through it. So, but he gets, he he gets stressed out. And I don't, you know, I'm not sure why that is. And I'm not going to force him. Um, yeah, but it, you know it's tough. I agree. I mean, I, we can't we can't be the the angry old man on the porch saying, you know, back in my day, this is how it was. We have to be a little accepting of where we're at today. You know, whether it be social media, Xbox games, uh, Fortnite. Um, but with that said, we, we we have to put some some limitations, and and so they know that this isn't life, and it, you know, there's more out there in this big wild world. And, you know, I, I go through the same thing with Colin. Like, Colin is very shy around other people. Um, and it, it, once he knows them, he's fine, obviously. Right. <laughs> you know, he's, he's, he'll talk your ear off. But um, he gets caught up in that fake world on that iPad doing, um, I can't even remember the games he does, uh, Ro- Roblox. Yeah, yeah. S- Sam uh, plays the same thing. They're probably on there together. They probably are. I have no idea. So... I, I shouldn't say I have no idea. I know exactly what he's doing, but, right. um, you know, uh, it, oh, it, I, you hit the nail on the head. I mean, I think you've got to be accepting of what the kids are going through today. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that doesn't mean you have to say that, you know, oh, well, that's just how it is. No, because you got to make sure they're aware of the big, you know, the big world out there. It was um, weird as a kid. I remember at the, especially David's age, I stayed in my room with the door shut. Listening to music. So did I. So did I. I, was I would never. Music. Uh, I would never let my kids ever do that. I, I would never let my kids just go in their room, shut the door, and play music like I used to. I I was the same way. I mean, I would just sit there, and you know, I was one of those kids that was deep into sports, but was probably embarrassed about my love for music. Um, I don't have a musical bone in my body. I couldn't carry a tune. I can't play an instrument, but God, I love music. Yeah. And I was embarrassed about that for a long time until I, you know, you get to college and then you realize, oh, wow, there's a lot of kids love music. Right. You know, and then you break out. But I was that, you know, I was the epitome of that athlete kid that just didn't want to show my artistic side. Um, but I love music and I think music is, you know, I, I love that Colin and Ella are in music and you're, and that David and Sam are into music. Um, you know, I think music and arts are, you know, is, as long as they're getting a piece of that along with the electronics, it's all good. Well, you remember back, uh, I don't know, however many years, it was like, oh, your kid, you let your kid use the iPad? 
and and people say, oh, this generation is never going to evolve into anything because of those electronic devices. I had a client. uh, She's, I guess, maybe 70, 70-ish. Okay. And um, she's a big Beatles fan. You know, she loved music. That was my first. Eric Clapton. She loved all that. But I said, what was your iPad of your generation? You know, what was that thing? And she's like, well, no, it was the transistor radio. Mm. And they used to have this small transistor radio, and then it had one earplug, one ear bud. Yeah. yeah. And they all the kids had it, and all the kids had to have it, and they all walked around with the little thing in their ear. Yeah. And all the old people would say, oh, this generation isn't going to turn into anything because of that transistor radio. So it's always something. Yeah. That's always, funny. We, that... uh, we all go out with kicking. Well, yeah, if you think about it, you know, because my mother's 75, um, you know, Right there in the, you know, they were in their teen years in the late 50s and then in their 20s in the in the 60s. And, um, yeah, I, it's, it is funny, though, that little radio. Uh, it, it had off- to feel, it, it, I'm sure it felt overwhelming, you know, as a generation, you know, to see, oh. you know, us progressing. Oh, <laughs> excuse me. God bless. Jesus man. Christ. <laughs> well, maybe if you had something to eat, you wouldn't, you know, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> right. So I'm sure they were all in a panic back then, too, over the transistor radio. You know, I'm sure there was a, however long, there was a guy that, you know, saying, paper's the way to go. And there's a guy, you know, still writing on cave walls going, paper's the sign of the devil, you know. Yeah. So there's always someone ready to move forward and always someone ready to keep us in the, you know, in the past. Yeah, definitely. It's a, it's a tough road to hold life. I say that's why we diet, you know, and anything past 80 or 90, and we just can't take it, you know. <laughs> and someone said that the other day, you know, it, it's not that we become cynical, it's just that we know too much. I, you know, I, I think once you realize who you are and you accept your lot in life, not that you accept your lot in life, I think you're always striving for more, but kind of like, all right, I know who I am, I, I know why I'm here, and, and I'm going to do what I can with it. It's it, it is a kind of a boredom factor a little bit I think and you know I'm just guessing I'm you know still in my forties so um, well it's an easier softer way and and but surrender when when there's people that say yeah I'm, I, I've lived a good life you know you know I'm talking like they're eighty ninety whatever and uh, I've lived a good life I'm ready to go um, I, I can't I can't see that but I can kind of see where that could go. Um, well. I, I I feel like I'm kind of going through that now at 50 is that I'm just like, you know, this is what, you know, this is, this is me. Right. You know, I, you know, I've, I've spent a lot of my life always thinking that, oh, you know, if I had this, that would make me, uh, you know, a success. I, I had a lady the other day, my, my son's so successful with six figures. I didn't, I was like, is that success? No. You know, for That's where not. I was and where I was headed and where I ended up as of right now, that's success. You right, know? right. So I mean, I, I did a lot better than I thought I was going to do. Right. And, and we, we, you know, not that I want to sit around and do the kumbaya, but it, I mean, truly is success is happiness. Right. It's and happiness. If you wake up every day, know who you are in this world, that, that's, and you, that's great. Right. That, that's, ha- that's success. If you want to f- kick and scream and fight on every if, turn, if, every conversation, every, you know. And that is, you know, I, I, it's so funny. And not that I want to get into politics, religion, but. You can get into whatever you no. want. Probably nobody's listening anyway. Yeah, I was going to say no one's listening. But that's why I don't. I don't. I'm like so 
ignorant when it comes to politics and religion. And and the reason why is because, to me, those are just fueled as, fueled, absurd discussions mm-hmm. that lead nowhere. Right. Uh, you go down a rabbit hole with one person, and then you go down another rabbit hole with another person, and the discussion always ends up, no one's happy. No one's happy. Who cares? Well, and some people are so passionate about politics. Oh, my God. I mean, like, literally, they'll throw away everything. They'll throw away relationships, long relationships that they've had forever and, and, over stupid politics. And, and look at look where we're at right now. And yeah. I, I'm not going to sit here and even attempt to get in delve in discussions. But all I know is I, I think as you know, we're we're roughly the same age. In 1986, would we in a million years think that Donald Trump would be our president? Uh, probably not. No, but I don't think Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump. I, I was Donald watching Trump the news did. last night. I was watching the news last night, and the look on his face, it looked to me like he wished he had never become the president. Well, I mean, you look at every president that took the presidency, and look how much they aged those first three years. It's amazing. Like, Bill Clinton, wow, he went through the ringer. Yeah, but Donald Trump is real. I mean, now they're like, they're, I, in a way, I feel sorry for him, really. I mean, I don't know why, but it's like, he, you, you try to take a job to lead our country, and we just, it's just nonstop. It's just I know. Nonstop. I watched a, uh, a podcast last night. You watched? Um, I watched uh, it on YouTube. Okay. It was of the, Joe Rogan, and and Joe Rogan had Jack Dorsey, the guy that created yes. Twitter, on. Yes, I I listened to Jack Dorsey on. Uh, I think he was on with Simmons, Bill Simmons. Yeah. So so initially he was on with Joe Rogan, and you know Joe Rogan is you know I love Joe Rogan. His his uh, his philosophy is you know just want a couple guys chatting. Yeah. Just shooting, you know, just shooting the breeze, just chatting about stuff. What's like, you know, his question was, dude, what's it like to create a, a platform that the whole world uses? You know, even the president. I mean, how awesome is that? That's kind of where I would think I'd want to talk about. But after the interview was over, apparently a lot of people were upset because they felt like Joe Rogan really didn't press Jack Dorsey on how they come up with decisions to kick people on and off of Twitter. Simmons got into that. Yeah. And, and it, 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 you know, my my take on it was Dorsey shut down. He gave him the 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 you know corporate speak, and um, but well, so he had him on. So Joe Rogan had him on again last night or yesterday. Yeah. But he brought the lady that's ahead is in charge of all of that rules regulation, and so and Joe Rogan also brought this Tim whatever his name was on, who basically had a list of you know complaints that he wanted to get clear with Jack Dorsey and this lady that's ahead of all the rules and regulations. Right. And, you know, it's not Twitter of the United States. You know, it's, and you mentioned the app. I mean, I created a little social media app because I thought it would be fun, but the more I look at it, it's like... You sure you don't want to plug it? Social. Okay. It doesn't honestly matter because when I was watching this last night, I was thinking, (laughs) what a nightmare. You know, well, these people I, I, provide a place. They, uh, it's a soapbox. It's just a forum. That's it's all just it a is. forum. And this I mean, guy's like, you know, you know he, he's saying you should follow the same, uh, you know, freedom of speech should be if, if you follow the same rules as the UN, because that's the rules that they follow, really, right. the United Nations. But they're like, you should be able to have free speech like you do in, in, you know, if you're standing out on the street corner, on the street corner, you can basically say and yell anything except for that I'm going to kill you. Right. That's well, illegal. It's not, but, it's not the same. Right. It, but it it was just, I was in, it, 
this guy was insane. It's and not the same because it's a company that's making money on advertising. It's a company. It's not standing on a street corner saying, I'm going to just say what I'm going to say. It's a soapbox, really. Right. I mean, it's it, it gives you the ability to, whatever your agenda is, to get out there and talk about it, but within parameters that, are, that aren't going to be so offensive to other people. Um, well, I was also wondering, how come I never got involved in this... I, I, this right wing, left wing, center, you know, uh, all this. I never given two shits about that stuff. I don't get, you and I are the same. I, I don't give a crap. I, we, here's, here's what, you know, I, I discriminate against one thing. What? Ignorance. Right. If you're ignorant, I don't want to talk to you. Right. You know, I don't care if you're Democrat, Republican, black, white, purple, yellow. I, I don't care who you are. Right. If you're ignorant. Stop hitting the table. Oh, I'm sorry. If you're ignorant, I don't want to talk to you. Right, and I agree. And, and, and you know, and that takes usually about two seconds to to figure out if you're ignorant. Well, and that's kind of like I felt like that Twitter's position was. It's like, hey, we we're if someone's going to be mean to somebody or gang up on somebody, we're going to stop it. If someone's going to be, and if that's about gender, if that's about religion, well, race, anything, if you're going to be mean and you're going to gang up on somebody, we're going to stop it. Yeah. Now, if you stood on the corner in your little Twitter world and said, hey, yada, 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 you know, something, you know, mean or, or you know, harmful to a race or sex or something like that, Twitter's not going to stop that. It's when you direct, if I started saying, Dan. Dan, Dan, and started attacking you. That's where Twitter gets involved. And I think that, that that's them. They're like, we don't really care. We just aren't going to put up with people being mean right. to other people. Right. But this guy, man, he was like, an instance after instance, well, how can you ban them? Because they did this. And it, and I kind of understood, but what it made me realize is, God, what a nightmare social media is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and how man. we've become, I not me, I personally could care less, but people really feel like they deserve the right to use a Twitter that's a thing. You don't deserve the right no. to use Twitter, Facebook. And if I was Jack Dorsey, I'd have been like, dude, then don't use Twitter. Yeah, don't use my – it's a company. But I guess, you know, in, in behind the scenes, I'm sure Twitter and Facebook and these – you know, because there's new ones that are – I think one's called Minds now. These new social media, like Minds will – they literally pay you to – it's just a new way to try to do the same spin as Facebook right. or, or right. Instagram or something like that. And I'm sure that, you know, where Jack Dorsey would probably be like, hey, why don't you get off Twitter? Don't use it if you don't like it. If you don't like what we provide, don't use it. But I'm sure that they're still wanting to fight for people to use their 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 platform. Yeah. I, I don't know, feel like many people are using Facebook. I, I, yeah. I mean, I, I, I well, there's obviously millions and millions using Facebook, but... Um, well, there's millions and millions that are registered on Facebook. I don't know if they're all using it. At I mean, I think a lot of people still use it. I mean, it is what I it is. I use it. I like it's, it. It's. Um, I think it's a fun place just to kind of document for, your life. Yeah, for the people that I know on it, um, I'm on Facebook, but I probably do one post a month maybe, mm -hmm. and it's usually for pictures of my kids from my mom. I and one day you posted a picture, and, and uh, your kid's head was cut off. Oh, I reposted that. <laughs> I'm like... That, yeah, I reposted. All that. right, Dan's got his one post a month, and yep. there's no head. <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> that shows you how much I pay attention to social media, right? Um, but you know, social—it doesn't give you the, the the right to say or bully or do whatever you want on on uh, Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or whatever. I mean, it's just it's it's a company that has 
you know, that you can, you have to stay at least within parameters. And um, Well, that's, you know, when I created Rehoboth, or my social media platform, which has had a few names, and now it's currently called Rehoboth Social, I thought it would be fun to use a social platform to promote a town. Right. An area. Right. You know, not um, as much about promoting ourselves, but promoting the town and the area that we live in. Yep. And I thought that would be fun. Yep. But uh, whether it's ever used, you know, at this point, it's, you know, it's just it's, it's in the there. past. But, you know, that's what it, and it runs okay. It's, you know, it's fun. But, my God, if, if it ever took off, I would be completely unprepared. Oh, you would. You would not be prepared. I would not all. be prepared. I'm not For prepared. people that would try to contact you complaining about... You know, and that, that that's a whole different discussion. Dude, when I re, when I first launched, can I just say it on a web page, as a social site? Right. That day, someone sent me a message saying, "Oh, you're blocking people." Like for some reason, he couldn't register or sign in, so he sent me a private message saying, "Oh, you're already blocking people. You can't run a social site and be blocking p- and picking and choosing." <laughs> I'm like, "Oh my god!" Oh god. And my heart sunk down. I was like, "Oh, do, do like I, really? I let I open the door and let the world in my house." Yeah. Oh it God. was weird. Yeah. So I can't even and and he was they were saying that they they have hundreds of millions of posts a day. <laughs> a day. Oh, oh, I know. It's insane. It's insane. I, I, I couldn't imagine, you know, being Jack Dorsey Mm-mm. um or Mark Zuckerberg. He or, was actually pretty cool in the interview. I thought he no, was very I, patient. He very he cool has a very good demeanor about himself. Mm-hmm. Um I think he did really well with Bill Simmons and, and you could tell he Bill was kind of going at him a little bit, not hard, but he was asking tough questions, and you know Dorsey wasn't going to give him anything, give him an inch. Um, but uh, you know, I think that's how you, how Jack Dorsey is is how you have to be. I think I think you have to be very even keeled, um, and uh, I, it's like you just said. I think it's hard not to be affected by that when you're running a company like that. Right, exactly. You know, um, he seemed pretty humble for a, I mean, I don't know. He's yeah. got a lot on his plate. Yeah, yeah. So, but, you know, I, I you know, back to Rehoboth and Kate. What are you doing? So what are you doing? Because um, you, you and I have a, uh, can, uh, well, I'll just share a little bit of our history. You, we've known each other, I don't know, 15? 15 years. 15 years. You yeah. used to have a. Sprint store, sell yeah. cell phones. Yeah. And uh, we met through our wives at the time, yeah. or my ex-wife now, but that's how we met. Our wives at the time. And we become friends. And um, we're, I like you, Dan, because you're always doing something. You know, well, you're like me. You know, we're always we're throwing everything at the wall and what sticks. I'm, I'm uh, back in telecom, and I'm building out networks, uh, the, the next generation 5G, which at this point, most people have heard that the 5G is coming. Um, you can't believe everything you read. We're still years out from a true 5G. What, um, what's the difference in 5G? 5G is bursts of data transmission versus long spans of data transmission. So in a nutshell... To simplify it for everyone, we're just putting a lot of little mini repeaters out there in the form of antennas on top of poles. Um, so all that does is opens more lanes of traffic, which in turn lets the data flow really fast. And when I say really fast, you're going to get fiber speeds wirelessly. And, and, and But once again, we're still years. I know AT&T and um, some of the other carriers are out there saying we're 5G's here, but it's not quite here yet. It's... It, it's going to be 4G LTE plus 
for a few years mm-hmm. before 5G's fully fired up. Now, there's going to be some test markets where they will you'll you'll hear 5G's fired up in a, a certain area of the city or whatever. But um, to have so it, LG, that's so that's not Wi-Fi though. That's that's pay, you pay for that service. Oh yeah, yeah. I right. mean, it's going to be yeah. It's, it's the carriers. It's Verizon. It's AT and T. It's T-Mobile. It's Sprint. So I'm, how, how I, many people stream while they're not on Wi-Fi? I mean, a lot. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to think how many people are on the network that don't. Um, you know, that's a good point. There is a lot of Wi-Fi access out there. Right. Um, I think a lot of people are scared off by Wi-Fi access just because of security reasons nowadays. Um, you know, connecting to Starbucks or connecting to the grocery store or what have you, albeit free. You know. I don't. I think Starbucks has the worst Wi-Fi. Right. It, it it is what it is. I mean, it's it's not that fast. Right. I I know. There's many times I switch back to. You know, I have AT and T, and I love it. Um, I think their data speeds are awesome. I have AT and T. Yeah. So I always end up switching back to the tower because of the data speeds. Uh, when you're on Wi-Fi, you know, unfortunately, you go to Starbucks or wherever. There's a hundred people connected to that Wi-Fi, and it bogs it down. So. So in a nutshell, I mean, that's what I'm doing now. I'm right. working on that. I'm, uh, like you, I'm always working on side projects. Mm-hmm. Um, I have some commercial stuff I'm, I'm, I'm trying to work on. I uh, don't want to talk too much about it because I'm still trying to work details out and uh, hopefully be able to roll Don't some. want someone stealing your ideas. No. Did you see they're opening that coffee shop down in Rehoboth? Yeah, where the, the old circle? Seven, yeah, where the old 7-Eleven is. Where Stanley Seven Eleven was because yeah. you at one point had an idea of doing coffee shop. Well, I did, and I I wanted to do. You it. look back on it and think, mm, "Glad I didn't do that." Oh, totally, completely. Because I remember the phone call. Well, the phone at, call, which was for the, you to tell me what a great idea you had. Well, at the time, and it was more of to capitalize on a vacancy when Starbucks moved from where it was right. to where it is now. I, 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 and I still believe, you know, you do have Panera across the street. I do believe if somebody would have jumped into that spot because they left everything as is. You could have just walked in, throw a coffee maker in there and say, like Starbucks or whatever you want to call it. And I, I just felt like you could have capitalized on the moment and maybe create a stream of people. Um, and that's what kind of what business is, is capitalizing on your opportunity. Well, because eventually a coffee shop did go in there. And they were way too late. They were too late. By that time, everyone had already figured out what the new Starbucks was and that had already gotten in their routine because everything is routine-driven. If someone would open a coffee coffee shop there within the next three days, I would have ended up going there because I, you know, not that it's far, but I live in Lewis. I don't want to drive down the highway to Starbucks. I would have gone there. So you don't think that you so you don't go to Starbucks because of the quality of the product? No. Oh, um, that's a good point. If it, it, it would have to have been good coffee, you know. Well, I and mean, I tried to figure out because I go to Star or I was going to Starbucks since I've started my um, just supper diet. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm the epitome of that guy that could not stand Starbucks, and I was like, I will never pay two dollars for a cup of nope. coffee, and um, I was that light roast. Uh, I'm cool with McDonald's Wawa for, year, for years. And then I, I somehow, it, I don't know how it happened. I started getting so you, darker roast. So that's what you drink regularly. I drink dark roast Starbucks every day now. Yeah, see, I, I still like Wawa. 
Um, and I, in fact, when I go to Starbucks, I only get a caramel mochiata because that's the only thing I like to do. And I honestly, I can't even drink Wawa, McDonald's, Dunkin' Donuts. It tastes don't, 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 don't mix those two together. Wawa is different than McDonald's and Dunkin' Donuts. It's all like, well, you I have know, McDonald's, you have Dunkin' Donuts, and then you have Wawa. The difference being, at least at Wawa, you can get a dark roast if you want. Right. And they actually have this Sumatra coffee right now. Wow, you're very defensive of Wawa. Do you, oh. have stock, do you like Wawa? you have stock in Wawa? It's not privately. It's uh, privately owned. You can't even buy stock in Wawa. Oh, okay. I'd love to have stock in Wawa. Okay. Wawa's a great business. Great company. <laughs> <laughs> I think. I mean, what do I know? What do you know? I go there three or four times a day. I know that. Well, I'm going to start calling you Adam Goldberg, hanging out at Wawa. Tom Wawa. The, the Goldbergs, hey, uh, that just cracks me up. I do like Wawa. But you I do, do like Wawa. I actually just had some uh, Dunkin' Donuts coffee. I bought some and made it. <laughs> there's something in that that just, there's a taste in it. I don't know what it is. It's almost like they pre-cream it or something. Even before you put cream, it tastes like it has cream. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of Dunkin' Donuts. Me either. So what is, uh, what are you doing? So what are you going to do today? What's going on? It's cold. T- today is very cold. And I, like I said, I got the alert before we started that soccer was canceled. So my daughter's going to be bummed. Um, and then, uh, you know, I've got to get back to work, um, as far as rolling out this wireless network. Um, Are you still doing a lot of traveling? I'm not. Um, fortunately I, I am working New Jersey and I'm working Delaware. Uh, the sites for Delaware are all here in Sussex County, so I don't have to go far. And then the sites in Jersey, we hired someone to handle those, but I'm still doing all the the paperwork and research and everything for North Jersey, but there's someone... Doing, I don't have to travel there anymore. Are you, guys, are you guys getting excited for summer? Oh my God, yes. Yeah, that's uh. a, a funny story. So well, obviously, I'm a I, Michelle and I are both weather nerds. Michelle more than I, and uh, so she pulled up the weather the other day, and or yesterday on her phone, and she goes, "Oh my God, the weather changed." And <laughs> So my little brother lives in Wilmington, North Carolina, and she accidentally, I don't know how, but it defaulted to Wilmington, North Carolina. So it was like tomorrow showing like 64 degrees. Mm. And we were like, oh, my God, the weather changed. Uh, it wasn't our forecast. No. So that sucked. <laughs> well, we are, t- I, this is, to me, March is the, the worst month because. And, uh, it teases you. Well, it teases you. And I used to, you know, there was a time when I was in the golf course industry and, you know, working outside in the winter is awful. But you, you start grasping for, you know, hope. And March would be that. And it, and I'd be like, okay, we're in March. You know, NASCAR started. I used to love NASCAR. So, you know, NASCAR started and we're into March. And, and uh, you know, Augusta's coming up. And, and I just, it was supposed to be warm. And it never is. No. It's freaking cold. And, I, and actually, April's kind of sucky too. And, uh, and there's been parts of May that have really been cold as well. So I, I honestly think for us here it, February and March are like the two worst months right I mean, it re- they really are I mean good lord we're mowing our lawn into November now and November's not that bad and even December well really I th- is- you really gotta you gotta give the the end of summer more credit than it's worth because I think that just because the people are gone doesn't mean that it's still you know nice people say oh we didn't have a spring I go this is it right here yeah. Yeah, this is spring. I mean, to see the sun, it's it's in a different position. This is spring. It's not laying out on the beach spring, but right, right. Find yeah. some happiness in it because it's part of it. You know, you got to give it, a, put it all in the big picture. Yeah, I don't do well though. When when uh, it, yeah, March, April, those early soccer games, and, and no. I'm bundled up like it's winter time. I, 
I don't do well in cold. I saw that you can buy almost, uh, I think it's like a little personal tent. Okay, Have you Lord. seen those? It's a yeah. It's just like a small one man tent with a window, and you get in and you zip <laughs> it up and you put your chair inside and you just sit in there. How I'm awesome bad. would that be? Oh, that, that would be awesome. You'd be that guy. No, I would not be that guy. Bright orange. Your daughter'd be like, "Oh my god, are you going to bring your tent?" No, I would just sit in my car and watch. Do you um? Do you go to the beach a lot in the summer? We well, you know, back to weather. It was a tough year this year. I mean, we didn't have a lot of beach days. Um, yeah, we we try to go like every uh, weekend, at least a Saturday or a Sunday. What um, was tough this winter? This no, this past summer we didn't have a lot of good beach days. I didn't think. Oh, now, on, we went to on the summer. We went to the beach a lot on Saturday or Sunday. Right now, your schedule is a lot different than most people. But on a Saturday or Sunday, I, if I can remember. You know, because we get the beach pass every year, and it, um, we didn't have, I mean, maybe we did five, six good, real, what I call good beach days. Um, but yeah, we go every weekend. Um, we, you know, the, I, I would I would love to say the kids are like, love the beach as much as I loved the beach when I grew up. Um, but, uh, you know, I think they like the beach. Right. They'd rather be in the pool. I think a lot of kids are like that, though. Yeah, Sam likes the beach. Teresa likes the beach. David, he doesn't like the sand. I, well, Colin, he'll you know, go, but it's not his Colin favorite. Ella likes swimming, and they know, you know in the pool they can swim laps, they can play. You know, the ocean, all you know, you can do that, but it's not the same. So they're pool people. We're getting ready to go to Mexico. Mexico, okay. Riviera Maya. Riviera Maya. Is this like a resort or? Yeah. Okay. It's a resort, all inclusive resort. Wow. Um, it's for our honeymoon. Oh, you are going on a honeymoon. Well, we were, it wasn't, we, we weren't really planning on a honeymoon, but we ended up getting like some money. No, okay. And I was like, you know what? Or yeah. we discussed it and we came, we said we should just go Enough on a honeymoon. Money to share? Like, can you share money? No. Oh, okay. It's gone. I'm just checking. Money's gone. <laughs> but we wanted, you know, we're going to go on March 31st, you know, at the end of the month. And we're hoping that we can go to, you know, get some sun and a little color. And then be able to drag that little bit of color into the spring as we get ready to go into summer here. So I have not, I've, I've gone down Baja. When I lived out in California, I went down Baja to Ensenada, uh, Todos Santos, down that way. So it's about down the Baja, like a couple hours. That's as far as I've ever gone. And mm-hmm. then on the border, Mexicali. So where are you going? Where, what location? We're going, you know what? I don't really know. I know where it is. It's, you know, it's down at the bottom. Oh, okay. You know, as Mexico comes down in that, down at the bowl. It's on the Gulf side, Caribbean side. Okay. Um, I don't know if Cancun's down there. I'm not even sure. I've only, the only time I've ever been to Mexico was going to, um, when I lived in San Diego, we used to go over to Tijuana. Yeah. Um, so I don't have a lot of experience. It's funny that you talk about going down in the Baja. When I was a, when I was a kid, my dad was stationed in El Centro. Yeah. And we used to go down to San Felipe. Yeah. And it's funny because... My dad or my parents talk about how we would drive down there, and they would basically just take a tarp and stretch it between some palm trees, and and you know that was the campsite. Yeah, and you could do that then, and I'm sure you can't do that anymore. But um, it was great, very safe, no problems. I don't know, yeah, what that's like today down there. I I, I don't know. I mean, um, you know, like most of Mexico, some areas are safer than others. Um, I felt very safe. We used um, to go to Tijuana, had a lot of fun. Yeah, we actually took. Um, yeah, I, I never actually got out of the car. I've been through Tijuana, but never got out of the car. Um, 
But I actually we we actually took a boat down, which is kind of sketchy. Um, yeah, I we, we took a boat down and lit and slept in the boat. On the on the Pacific side or on, on the Pacific. Gulf side? Yeah, on the Pacific. Was down it Baja? Yeah. I would be so sick. I, yeah. I get so seasick. It was because uh, we were. You uh, know, it's, the ocean doesn't bother you. No, not at all. Uh-huh. Not at all. Because uh, um, Toto Santos is uh, one of the biggest uh, wave breaks, um, and it's about a mile out. So uh, I was with a bunch of guys that were surfing. Okay. I am not a surfer. Right. Don't claim to be a surfer. Um, I'm a surfer. I just don't know how. <laughs> um, I'm a surfer. For a kid that grew up at the beach, I, I don't know. I just never, never surfed. Um, I didn't either. I, I, I love the beach, but I just never surfed. I lived in San Diego for nine years and never even got in the ocean. Well, it was cold. It's I mean, cold. I lived down there. right on the beach when I was out there in Encinitas, which is a little surf town. I forgot we that we lived in the same town. Yeah, we did. We both lived in Encinitas. I li- well, I lived in Lucadia. Okay. Um, Lucadia is one town up. Yeah. I, I lived in Encinitas. Um, Right One pack there. of tweakers up. Yeah, you go to Swami's break there, and mm-hmm. uh, all the surfers were there. And there was a lot of pro surfers there, pro skaters. Um, you know, I, I I would run, I would see people. I wouldn't say I met, but I would see people all the time. Um, when the time frame I was there, Blink One Eighty Two lived there. Like there was just a lot of. It was a really, San Diego was very cool. Really cool little town, um, little hippie surf town. Uh, I what, loved, what what year did you live there? Um, this was like 97 and 99, like. So I was, I was, I was in Delaware cause I moved here in 94. I okay. was there from about 87 to 94. Or maybe it was 98, 99. But anyways, late nineties. I had just left. Yeah. I um, loved it. My parents had the best, they had a, this great house at the top of Via de la Valle in Solana beach. And there, it was one of those white Spanish style yeah. red terracotta roof kind of style house, and you looked out. If you sat on the front deck and looked out over, it looked out over the the Solana Beach Country Club, and then there was a deck with a big hot tub on wow. the back. And if you sat in the hot tub, the deck, you know, the house was like almost on a on a ledge. Yeah, and the deck was like in the tops of the pine trees, and you would look out over, it and it looked out over Rancho Santa Fe. And hot air balloons flew over the house every night. It was like I used to walk out of my bedroom, and we had this court, all the rooms. My dad was doing really well back then. I mean, he was you know was working in Serena Valley, and and um, you'd walk out of your room into this courtyard, and I would take a big breath and oh, just be like, "Gosh, this is like heaven." I would, and uh, you just nailed it. That's exactly what I would say. I'm like, "God, I'm living in heaven." Why? Why did you live there? Um, for my job, I, I was working for a company um, in Baltimore. And they, you know, unfortunately, they, they gave me the opportunity to, to, to represent our company for the whole West Coast. So um, they told me to pick anywhere I wanted to. And I, uh, I only had one friend on the West Coast, and he lived in Encinitas. So, did you live uh, by the beach or did you live inland? No, I lived by the beach. He lived inland. He lived in the canyons, and, um, which was awesome because I would leave my mountain bike at his house and drive out there and go mountain bike riding. Um, and I lived literally. I could ride my bike to the beach. Mm. I, I had another like beach cruiser that I, I could just ride to the beach. So living there was it was paradise, spectacular. But I, I I will say you know, and I think any East Coast person that goes out there, um, I, like a piece is missing from you, especially when your whole life's on the East Coast. Right. 
Um, and it is hard. It's very clicky. It's really hard to, to, to mix with people out there and get to be in their group. The few people I ended up becoming friends with were all East Coast people. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like a former running back from University of Maryland. I hung out with him a little bit. Uh, another guy that was uh, from East Coast. Uh, so everyone I met was from East Coast. And the one West Coast guy I met that I hung with and shot pool with and had some beers with, um, you know, I just never got into his group because I wasn't a West Coast guy. So it was it was very funny uh, like that. I'm always I'm amazed how many people live there for the as expensive as it is. And I could never afford. I lived in a 650 square foot studio, and I was paying like, and this was whatever 25 years. I was paying 1250 a month. Right. For, I had I, where I lived. It was a it was a it was a two bedroom apartment that had been split in half. Yeah. So I got like a half a kitchenette, a one bathroom, and a little bitty bedroom. And I think I was paying $1,000. But it was 200 yards from the beach or from yeah. the cliffs because really where I lived in, in Lucadia, there were cliffs. You walked down the right. cliffs down to the right. beach, and it wasn't, you know, nice soft sand. It was rocks. and that. But I actually like that part of that because, you know, we'd go walking around the tide pools, and you could find abalone. Yeah. octopus i mean just all sorts of cool little creatures i loved it and i just was so shocked how cold the pacific ocean yeah. is well, yeah and even two hours Very into cold. baja i mean even that far south it, it was freezing well, i was like oh my god and then and when we were talking about taking this trip we were initially going to go to the dominican because i've been there and it's awesome i love the dominican punta cana is fantastic for what i'd like to do which is really just go to the beach and do nothing so um i love that place but the, the lady was like, I think we can do better in Mexico. And I go, well, is it cold? Is the water cold? Because that's what I remember is cold not, water. Not the golf side. No, yeah. down at that, the very that bottom. Is, that and is the, warm water. Yeah, it's jungle. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I'm down with that. But I'm not going to go on a trip and jump in a cold ocean. Right. That would be no good. Right. I uh, No bueno. No bueno. So, well, that's, you know, that's exciting. Yeah. You're, you're going on a honeymoon. Wow. I'll keep you posted. Right, keep you posted. All right. Well, hey. So that's a that's a chat. That's a chat. We we did something. We talked. We we talked. We said we were going to get into it. Well, we got into. We it. got through it. We got through it. We didn't, and we didn't even fight. No, we never fight. Nah, no, we never. Fight. I like doing these podcasts. I think as we do them, they will start to reveal more. Kind of maybe put us in a direction if we want to start talking about certain topics. Like if Dan's on, we're going to talk about five G. I <laughs> know <laughs> I don't I do not want to be the resident telecom the 5G no, man. No, I don't want to be the resident telecom guy. Um I just want to do We it. can get like a special horn. Dan I, the 5G guys on yeah, on the podcast. Yeah, I don't I don't even like talking about it. Yeah, so. no, I can imagine. I know it's not your passion. No. I it, you know, Pipe dream. I, I would love to do something in music. I would love to do something in motorsports. Um, if you, that's a good question. So, what would you like to be doing? So, in something in music, what be a rock star or own no. a music store? Um, no, I, I, I honestly think um, managing. You know, talent acquisition uh, and managing. Um, I, you know, it always blows me away, and I think everyone can relate to this, is is how much talent is out there. You know, forget American Idol and forget all that stuff. I'm talking just walk, rolling into some random bar and some kid hops up there with an acoustic guitar and just blows you away. 
I'll give you a story. And, and this guy and, and anyone that goes to Key West or is in the Philly might know him. My wife, Michelle, and I were at a Phillies game, and I'm going back. This was probably like five, six years ago. And we're outside at the, the, the bar there connected to the stadium. Uh, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, I know what you're talking about. And you can sit outside, and mm-hmm. there's an outdoor bar. And they have this little stage out there. And um, some some guy just is on stage with his acoustic ripping songs. And I'm like, and it's all original. And I'm like, and he, you know, he would throw in a few covers. And nobody was paying attention to him. And I'm like, oh, my God. And Michelle and I were sitting there listening. We're like, I'm like, he's really good. So needless to say, his name is Tim Williams. And um, he... He also in the off season, so I looked him up, and I he does have a few albums out, and uh, he's uh, he spends. I found I did talk to him. I went up into him between songs, and he sp- he at the time this was five six years ago. I, I think he's the resident uh, singer at Hogs Hogs Breath in Key West, I, or one of the bars down there. Um, mm. It's been years since I've been down in Key West, but anyways, um, so he spends his winters in Key West singing. And summers he does, you know, gigs around. That'd be a Philly. nice. That'd be a nice job. Anyways, so back to my original. So, I just was blown away by that. This guy's up there just ripping originals, and no one's really paying attention to him except me. And like I was like, oh, he's really good. He's really talented. Somebody needs to get a hold of this guy. And I think he's doing it independently. You know, everything he's doing. And but. So stuff like that, like that just always blows me away. I wonder why people, I mean, I guess there's a, a commitment. You know, I I had a client who, uh, my, my buddy Benji, he was in a band. He was a drummer. And the commitment that you have to put forth to become successful and the amount of money that you have to do to put out to become successful is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how. I mean, they wanted to basically go on tour, and he's a... He's a great drummer with two boys. He's married. He's a you know a real estate agent, and they're like you know, you're going to go on tour, and you're basically going to pay for it. Right. <laughs> and right. you know you, they had to buy. I mean, and they put out an album. It was a terrific album. I mean, I played it in my car. It was great. But he just couldn't. You know, he had kids, and he wanted a you know a life, and it's just. I mean, it's a huge commitment. I remember when we went and saw Imagine Dragons in D.C. and uh, Halsey, right, opened up for him. Yeah. And she was just a opening act. I mean, it was nothing. And now, and I don't follow her. I don't, I just, I hear the name. So it reminds me of the concert. But I know she's a big deal now. Yeah. I mean, it's like you have to give up everything and take that on to yeah. be successful. Or you'd play, you know, opening little stages in Key West all, all summer. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it, obviously, you know, it's no secret. Obviously, everything has changed. And it's been flipped upside down yeah. uh, in the last 15 years. Uh, um, with uh, I'm losing it, but uh, the what with was digital the, MP3s, yeah, but who was the Napster? Napster, thank you, God. Uh, Sean Palmer and Napster, he he, you know that changed the game, that mm-hmm. changed everything, and um, so that's no secret. But I I think it, you know there's there's two sides to it. I think that, you know I I think a guy can sit at home and just rip originals and post it and do something possibly possibly, but at least he has that avenue to go down. Um, where the old days, you were loading up the van and and earning the respect of everyone out there and and you know trying to get fans. So um, I still think that holds true. I I think you do have to get out there and tour. Um, 
I think you can put stuff out there on social media and YouTube and stuff like that, but you know, to really earn a following, I, yeah, that's a tough decision for any artist to make. I think. Well, unfortunately, I don't, and like you said, I don't think it's it, the music isn't what makes the money anymore. You know, if a if a, a company is going to take on an artist, they're going to have to be able to sell posters. Yeah, advertise. You know, it's a whole. It's always been like that. I, I think you know the well, music record. Business. The record companies would make the money on the music, and then the artists would make the money on the touring and selling the right. shirts and stuff. Right. But the music company isn't making any money on music anymore. So now, and I and I'm not in this business. I've I've heard this from other people right. talking it, and and but the guy was saying, look, you know, record companies now take part of the. You know the concert, the touring, the 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 merch, right. all that stuff. They right. start taking a cut of that now because that's really the last place to get the money. Right. So to your point originally is is if a, if a true artist doesn't want to be bogged down with a whole record deal, they got to do it themselves. They got to right. pay for it themselves. Right. And um, you know, it's that's always kind of held true. I think you know the cool thing about now where we live as far as technology is. They have the forum to go out there and promote themselves with social media, and, and it, it opens it up a little more. So it is kind of a cool thing, but it's still, you know, if you have kids. Well, and kids you know, kids understand that, and that's, you know, our generation, the, uh, the you know, the, the folks that are a little older, you know, I have people that, that come in, like, want to, you know, work here or be a hairdresser, and I'm like, and they're like, do you have a lot of walk-ins? And I'm like... This isn't a walk-in business anymore. You need to really be, you know, posting haircuts. Yeah. You know, it's you have to do all of that now. That's I feel like, and that was like, uh, when I was when I first said started that the Rehoboth Social app, I thought, you know, if I could get chefs on here, because I feel like if you're a, it's almost like the thing you have to do now. You just don't get to show up and cook. Now it's about you know talking about where you're getting your food. Right. How, are you getting it locally? Are you, you know, how are you working with farmers or you know meat people that are you know, that are, you know, making your restaurant work and, and sharing all that stuff. It's not just, I show up now and just eat, you know, there's a whole, st- I, 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 is it Portlandia? Is that the show? Is it Portlandia? Is that on Netflix? I, for some reason I started watching that and they're like, Fred Ormison. Yeah. They sit down yeah. and they're like, this is the chicken you'll be eating. She like gives her, a, the guy a flyer with a picture of the chicken Very and all, show. all, the, yeah, all of the, the chicken's bio, you know, yeah. what, where it came from and how it was raised, you know, so you know, now these people need to know all that just to eat. And, right. Uh, that's an extreme ver- extreme well, example, but it was pretty funny. Maybe we become very entitled. Maybe our next conversation we'll talk about businesses and restaurants and stuff like Ooh. that. Because um, that's a whole. You know, we we we're, we're talking about the music industry a little bit and kind of just you know we're lame. I don't know anything about the music industry. I, I'll be the first to say that. It's just these are obviously all our thoughts. Right. What do you, I have a question for you. What What do you think when a business owner takes the best parking spot? Very negative. Bad move. Bad Park, move. Bad move. I won't uh, even I won't even go to a business where the owner takes the best parking spot. Right. And you know, well, all right. Let's just get into pet peeves um, real quick. That is a pet peeve. You're you're the least. Im- Number one's customer. Anyone that's owned a business knows that you're the least important person in the room. Right. So step, you know, check your ego at the door, park behind the building, and go in there and hustle. 
Right. And everyone knows that. Pet peeve number two is someone that conducts business in their working sp- in their retail space or their space environment of business. And and I'm just I'm really talking about restaurants. Right. Nothing annoys me more than the business, the restaurant owner that sits at the bar with his laptop mm. doing his financials and bills in a place of business. If you're listening, anyone that listens, don't do it. Don't do it. It turns every customer off. Well, I was at a restaurant, and I'm not going to name because this, you know, we're not going to make any, this isn't about being negative. But no one's listening I, to this anyways. Right. <laughs> exactly. Come on, man. <laughs> I love it. Um, all right, I'll say it. You want me to say the name no, of the restaurant? Don't, don't do it. Okay. Um, but I was at a restaurant, and we were all sitting waiting for our food, and the owner was at the bar eating. Mm, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, the, you should show pride in your place and eat at the bar. Now, as long as he's not sitting there with his laptop and paperwork, and nobody was eating. I see. To me, that I would. I, I, would, I don't have a problem with that. I would. I would rather see. Every, I, I wouldn't want to have people waiting for their food while I'm eating. I think that that would be. Um, and maybe it's a little bit. Well, we all have gray to eat, but... and if you're going to eat in your restaurant, I mean, I don't have a problem with that. Okay. I mean, it's it's the whole, you know... Paperwork and laptop. Yeah, doing... Go back in the back room, you know? Right. No no customer needs to see that. Right. And if it's, if it's kind of a pompous look at me, then, dude, you're in the wrong business. Right. Well, and then, like, so, you know, when I... I try to park far away, you know, because I do. We 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 actually are limited in parking a little bit here, but I try to park far away. But like this morning, I'm not working. I'm off today, right. and I was meeting you here, and there was nobody in the parking lot. And I'm like, so I'm off. Do I get to park in well, front today, or well, that, so I did park in front, but I parked down. That. I took someone else's parking spot farther down. Well, there's another side of that. Sometimes you don't want people to see your car, so people that know who you are and who your car is. I mean, sometimes I don't want people to know if I'm there. Right. You well, know? yeah. I remember the there was a restaurant close to here, and they, were, they weren't doing very well. And I remember when the owner had all the employees start Park. parking out front. Well, yeah, and that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. No, I you know, the, totally. I'm like, that's weird. They're parking out front now. <laughs> There's, you know, and, and I agree with that. When you're getting a business going, yeah, you need to. You know, you need to have the vibe and feel that it's busy. Right. So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But once you do get going and you are busy, yeah, you park behind back. But you got to market your business. All right. Well, that was a fun podcast. We will pick this up later and we will talk about, we'll complain about something else. Uh, yeah, we'll be the old men. We're not going to become complainers. This no, is about. I don't complain. Um, we are getting ready to go into summer, so we can start talking about that. Life is good. Thanks for doing this, Dan. All right. Thanks for having me, Tom. How was it? Sorry. Not bad. That's all right. All right, brother. I'll no talk to you later. Listen anyways. We'll just keep saying that. Just you and I are going to listen to this. Well, that's fine. All right. I'm all right, on. buddy. Bye. See you.